The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. We have a compassionate shepherd who left the 99 to come after us when we were the one who was abandoned and alone and forgotten. I think we're all called to do that for one person in our community, in our world. Find one person who's suffering and alone and forgotten, who feels too broken to be loved. And say, I was too broken to be loved, but Jesus on that cross loved me back to life again. Next, Anne Voskamp asks, what do you do with brokenness in your life? can tell you like our guest, and Ann Voskamp is here. Uh, the Broken Way. Now, she's a New York Times bestseller. She's a tremendous writer, and uh, she has the gift to write. Uh, we would call it divine enabling, mm -hmm. a gift of God from God for the glory of God and the benefit of everybody who will take advantage of what's being sown in your behalf. But uh, she calls the broken way a daring path into abundant life. She seems to understand that. So why don't we let her talk about what she's put in this incredible book that's in the bookstores. You can go online and get it. I suggest you do it because it's a way to abundant life. Abundant life. Abundant life when you don't have abundance of stuff, but you've got abundant life. Would you welcome Ann Boskamp? See you. Are you comfortable here, Russ? I am. I told everybody in the audience you got on some Texas boots here. We got boots our boots here. together. Yeah. Here. That's, That's right. Perfect. Now, okay, I kind of talked about this title. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do you define brokenness? I think, I think brokenness, like all um, ancient true truths, it's paradoxical. Um, there's brokenness that is detrimental, that doesn't, um, that impedes deep flourishing which I call throughout the book, bad brokenness. And then there's good brokenness, the brokenness of humility, of vulnerability, of being broken and given generosity. So I think, um, I, think I came to realize that good brokenness, the brokenness of humility, of vulnerability, of generosity, being broken and given, breaks bad brokenness <laughs> in the world. Mm. So how can we, when I looked at places in the world where there was um, brokenness that was... Um, impeding flourishing, brokenness that was detrimental. How can my good brokenness step into that place and break the bad brokenness? Um, my first memory um, is the memory of my younger sister being killed in front of my mother and I in our home farmyard. And um, my mother was hospitalized in psych wards throughout my teenage years. I cut myself all through my teenage years. The book opens with that. Um, and that even as I, as I hit 40, trying to process feelings of failure, how do I deal with parts of my life that were still broken? And um, so stepping into, we each have, the front cover of the book has a bucket. <laughs> we each have a <laughs> container that's the whole of our life. We just don't know how big that container actually is, how many days we actually have. 
um, our daughter Shalom had wanted to know, how long do we get to live, Mama? Mm. And I had said, oh, well, if the Lord gives you 70 years, that works out to about 25,550 <laughs> kernels of wheat, so many days, which was four <laughs> cups of, of wheat. And I put it in a, in a mason jar on a counter right by the sink there. And I wanted us to see, these are the days that you have to live on earth. How do you live with a broken heart? How do you live with pain and suffering in the world? How do you live an abundant life in the midst of that? And realizing that again, it's paradoxical. Those kernels of wheat, if they are broken like seed in the earth, <laughs> in broken ground, if the sky breaks over top of them and rains, they will yield a great abundance. And I think the entire broken way was, how do I live broken and given, that good brokenness, in a world of bad brokenness? Mm. And not to be afraid of broken things. In my own life, my own brokenness, that I could take that to the cross? How could I not be afraid of brokenness in the world? I think we see so much suffering in the world, so much need in the world, and after a while we can get numb and hard to that and turn away from that. I think if we choose to take the dare into the broken way, it's I'm not afraid of broken things. I'm not afraid of my own brokenness, and I'm not afraid of brokenness and suffering in the world anymore. And I really realized that all of the fears in my life were because somewhere along the way, I was afraid of brokenness. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to be afraid of broken things because Christ is redeeming everything. There's a resurrection and abundance happening in those broken places. Absolutely. And don't, excuse me, don't you think that all of us will experience that broken, broken heart, whatever it is in life. We do. It's just what we do with it all or allow us, God to do and it I think in our life. None of us can afford not to think about what will I do with the brokenness mm -hmm. because brokenness is it's going coming. to happen for it's all coming. of us. Yes, yeah. exactly. Is, is pain hmm. seen as a a friend when that pain causes you to avoid the catastrophic consequences of ignoring it? Mm. Did God not build that into our very nervous system as, as warnings of something impending so that you can appreciate the fact that he gave you a warning? Do you think that brokenness ever heads us away mm. from what could be rightly considered catastrophic devastation if we respond to that crushing effect exactly. properly? I think it's always, how do we respond to the broken places? How do we respond to pain and suffering? It's our response that can either lead us into darker places or that, that response can push us closer to Jesus. I think sometimes um, the cold, <laughs> the pain, the dark, the suffering, can, it can actually be what pushes us to the heat, the fire of Christ's love. So I think if um, too often we try to escape from the pain and the suffering as allow, instead of sitting in it and saying, we're, we're meant to, too often as Christians, we judge our feelings as opposed to, we're meant to feel our feelings exactly as they come, okay. to feel the feelings. Emotion means we feel and then there's motion involved in that. We're supposed to feel our feelings and then let those feelings move us closer to God. So go ahead and feel the pain and the suffering. And then what do I do with that? What's my response to that? Let it push me closer into the cross because I really realized, James, what I wanted more than anything with the shape of my days, those 25,550 kernels. If, if in 1,000 gifts I counted blessings, the broken way, I'm counting days 
what do I do with the time I've been given? I really want the shape of those days to be cruciform, to take that pen that I wrote all the things I was grateful for and to write across on my wrist every day. I wanted the shape of my days to be cruciform, which is broken and given out into the world. That cross looks like a symbol of brokenness, of suffering, but it's, it's the symbol of resurrection and transformation. So I think we, it's all upside down kingdom. It's paradoxical to what we think should be the way. The way isn't necessarily strength, but scripture tells us that in our weakness, <laughs> he is strong. Step into those broken places and let the cross get all the glory. And I feel like if everyone could see, and I've got to believe that, that what you're saying with the broken way mm. is to put those pieces mm and the pain and the, what you don't understand into the master's hands and he takes let, let all him of the, shape us. He takes all of those broken pieces of our hearts and makes a mosaic of grace. And I think um, too often we think that those broken pieces of our hearts really, it's proof of how much we've loved. <laughs> those tears, it's proof of how deeply we have loved. The brokenness he will make into abundance if we'll take it to the cross. Mm. That's powerful, mm -hmm. powerful. I, uh, you, you've done a curriculum yeah. around this. Explain yeah. that. I mean, is it like a, yeah. a, a syllabus and yeah, DVDs that you a, could use in a home Bible yeah. study or church Bible study or we a whole a church six study sessions. sessions? Yep, six sessions. Where do you find study. out about this? Is there Again, a website? Again, at thebrokenway.com. Thebrokenway.com. And it's all filmed. Well, why do you do all that? Why do you go all that trouble to do all this, this teaching like that? What, what, is it that, what is it that makes you do that? Because I know what goes into that. What do you see happening as a result of somebody getting this, having questions, having concerns, having interest, and then you do this? What, what, what are you trying to accomplish? I guess I, I resonate deeply with broken hearts, people walking through deep brokenness, and feeling desperately alone. What do you do with your brokenness? They don't want cliche and pat answers. They want someone to walk alongside of them. And I, I believe withness, withness <laughs> breaks brokenness. Withness. Uh, withness. And God says, mm -hmm. my name is Emmanuel, God with us. I think a lot of time in suffering, we don't want an explanation from God as much as we want an experience with God. And the withness breaks brokenness. I hope stepping into that, that curriculum, I think everyone's gonna face suffering and brokenness. It's a question that not only do we have to face personally, but society as a whole is saying, where is God in all of this brokenness and all of this suffering and all of this pain? And I think we wanna find real answers that um, <laughs> meet the hard places with honest, authentic, Answers. Well, and it's a journey. It is a it journey. Really is, it's a way. When you're broken, when your heart is broken, mm -hmm. it's, it takes time to heal. It does. And it is a walk, and you have to grab onto And on you know what? Time doesn't heal wounds. Mm -mm. God no, it does. That's right. And how are we going to step into mm -hmm. the, those broken places mm -hmm. and let wounds are healed, healed by other wounds? How do you take your wounds and press them into the wounds of Christ and let Christ heal those wounds? So I hope people, if, they, if they're willing to take that dare to step into the broken way, it really is how do I find meaning with my life? How do I multiply my time? How do I really live a life of abundance in the midst of brokenness? You were saying, what were you saying a while ago about not absence, so nobody's there, what was the term? Withness. Withness, Withness. With, brokenness. Withness. Here, here's, here's, you, you may be amazed at this, but to those of you who, who are watching, mm. one of the, let's say the most frequent calls um, that comes to the prayer center 
And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really glad of this. You say, well, there's, there's no support coming there. There's no, well, see, 80% of the calls that come to that number that, mm. that goes up there right now, 80% of them. I don't care if we're trying to rescue a thousand people with an immediate assistance mm -hmm. to save their very lives. Mm -hmm. Eighty uh, percent of those calls will still be me, mm -hmm. and, and and it's the witness. Many many call. They will call in and say, "I didn't have anybody to talk to," <laughs> and I uh, wanted to talk to somebody that yeah. would. Uh, I feel I really pray for me. Just mm -hmm. somebody that's with me, and mm -hmm. you know I talk about the Holy Spirit a lot, and how the power of the Holy Spirit's here. But we really feel better when the Holy Spirit's dressed up in somebody. I mean, yeah. you know, ghosts, uh, even Holy Ghost, uh, uh, couldn't be pretty foreign until he's dressed up. This is what people are longing for. It's what I'm sitting here listening to. I feel like I'm listening to somebody who cares. And I think everybody watching says she cares. This witness. We're, we're watching life today because we're with you. If you were in the studio, you'd know we're with you. If you were eating a meal with me and Betty, you'd know. We're with you. If you dumped all the garbage of your life in front of us, you'd say, they, they're going to try to help me cover it. They're going to try to pick me up out of it. You got it. That's it. exactly who we are. You did something recently. You went overseas. I did. You brought somebody back. Tell me about it. Yeah. Tell our viewers. What did you do? <laughs> um, as my husband and I, our family chose to really live the broken way, chose to live broken and given in the midst of our own brokenness. Um, with six children. With six children. <laughs> crazy children. <laughs> um, we have four boys and two girls. Um, we just really realized, I believe that we're all really like Esthers. We live in the palace. We have been given so much. Yeah. We're called for such a time as now yes. to be broken and given for those outside right. the gate. That's right. what we're called mm -hmm. to do. And um, so my husband and I, we have... Um, Adopted little girl, her name is Shiloh, like Hannah, who went to Shiloh for this child I have prayed. Um, I went to China and adopted a little girl. Shiloh has literally a broken heart. She has half a heart. Literally, um, physically, half a heart. She has single ventricle, single atrium heart. And um, she was abandoned beside a river when she was four days old um, and came to a foster home in Beijing run by uh, a young 25-year-old woman from Oklahoma <laughs> um, who looks for little ones abandoned because they have broken hearts. And um, Shiloh had blue fingers, blue lips, <laughs> blue toes. Um, and we brought Shiloh home and she had open heart surgery um, four weeks ago now. And just realizing that um, I have a broken heart. We all have broken hearts. And somebody needs to come and, and enter into our sufferings Christ says that we meet him and we have deep communion with him when we enter into the sufferings of Christ, when we don't turn away from the brokenness in the world. Even though we feel broken ourselves, Christ is in us and allows us to step out, even in our own brokenness, to someone else in their brokenness. And there's deep communion and healing and shalom. <laughs> Her middle name is Shalom. <laughs> Shiloh Shalom. There's great healing and wholeness in the midst of the brokenness. In her first surgery, how has it progressed percentage-wise? Yeah, so Shiloh, it's a three-step series of heart surgeries um, that are still palliative, but don't fix us. Mm. <laughs> um, we all deserve to be loved exactly where we are. Um, so when Shiloh came home from China, 
She, her oxygen saturation levels were, when she cried in the 50s, and baseline was in the 60s, and, um, and now we're seeing mid-80s for <laughs> oxygen saturation levels, and we have a compassionate, compassionate meaning co-suffering. We have a compassionate shepherd who left the 99 to come after us when we were the one who was abandoned and alone and forgotten. And I think we're all called to do that for one person in our community, in our world. Find one person who's suffering and alone and forgotten, who feels too broken to be loved. And say, I was too broken to be loved, but Jesus on that cross <laughs> loved me back to life again. Amen. The only person who had loved me to death and back to life again, <laughs> and I right. can love with his love to you and your own brokenness. Amen. You just, uh, this is the love and life of God in you. I don't know, you know, a lot of times the people that will feel the most broken are Christians who failed. Exactly. And know they failed. Exactly. And when they know they failed yes. and they've disappointed everybody they ever didn't want to disappoint. Mm -hmm. And they look out and say, is there any love for this broken? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with self-inflicted misery or pain or shortcomings mm -hmm. or wickedness or sin. Mm -hmm. I just got to tell you, there's a Savior that will pick you up out of the filthiest pit that you dug with your own yes. misdeeds and rebellion yes. and, and then repair your heart. after he picks you up, he will say, even though you feel like a too broken vessel to be used, I will go ahead and leak love out into the world through all your brokenness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The Lord, just let everybody right now that just feels this love flow, and I pray, Lord, if they just need to reach out and touch somebody by making a call and say, pray with me, then, Lord, I pray they'll do it. And I pray many will read the book, Brokenness, and it'll do the Bible study and avail themselves the opportunity. And thank you for Ann in Jesus' name. Ann, we're going to talk to you in another program. We're going to bring another broken vessel to join us in that program, and that's as, as Sheila Walt. She says, you know, here I come, lady, to minister to you from the psych ward. She's just <laughs> such a treasure. Uh, the book is in the in the bookstores. Uh, I'll just tell you what, Ann, we got a lot of little broken vessels right now. We've been trying to reach out to them all over the world for a long time, whether they're hungry or thirsty. Exactly. We got a lot of little feet right now that need some shoes for Christmas. Mm. And we started with our viewers telling us, we like that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's give these kids something yes. for yes. Christmas yes. that they've never had. Let's give them a pair of shoes yes. that's adjustable. They can wear a few years and they, they really will wear well. And so we're trying to give 150,000 kids some shoes for Christmas. And then we're trying to give cleft palate surgeries uh, to give them a smile. And I want you to look at this. It says others are calling for prayer knowing that God he, he really, he heals the broken heart in the way he only he can heal it. And then you can be a healing factor when you receive that. But if you'll help us give some shoes and some smiles, I think when you see this, you're going to say, count me in. I'm going to do it. Watch very closely. From your family to our family, your generosity has empowered life's mission efforts around the world. And the look on these children's faces make the impact obvious. It's in the smile of Mateo as he receives a bowl of food made possible by your giving, or of Gabriella as she quenches her thirst from a clean water well that you helped drill. You could even say you make it your business to give children smiles. Well, this Christmas, we'd like to give a smile to someone who might not easily be able to smile otherwise. You see, all over the world, there are children who have trouble smiling because they were born with a cleft lip or palate. 
But a simple surgery by loving doctors can radically transform the appearance of children like these and greatly improve their quality of life. But they won't be the only ones smiling this Christmas. Because with your help, we also want to give a brand new pair of shoes to children who have never had them. Uh, you can see all of the little ones, uh, honestly, the smiles on their faces is so exciting to be a part of this. You can look around at all of the children in this village and most of them are without shoes. They could lose their very lives because of an infection that they could get on their feet. Help make this Christmas special for a child like this. Help us provide Christmas shoes and smiles. Boy, you know, I, I don't ever want to come across like a beggar. But if I ever beg, I want it to be in behalf of those who really need someone to plead their cause. I look at all those pretty little children, Betty, and think how much we've loved them and loved holding them. And you've enabled us to hold them. You, you've sent us to the mission field. You support the missionaries. Several thousand missionaries right now in Africa that you make possible. Several thousand and then you don't leave them empty-handed. And right now, all over the, the world, 150,000 little feet we want to put shoes on because the missionaries got our attention to their area. They said, we got some real issues here. So I don't want to sound like a beggar, but here's what I ask you to do. I just want you to give the greatest gift you can give right now. First, you pray. But if you could give 10 children a pair of shoes, that's $36, they're 360 a pair. And they're all weather. Uh, they are, they're like Crocs, very, very much the same. You pay a lot of money for them here. But they're very similar, and they do expand to fit different sizes as they grow. They can grow into them a little bit. And they're very good protection, and they don't wear out, not easily at all. So just give all you can. Uh, if you could, could give uh, 50 kids a pair of shoes, that's $180. And uh, if you could give them some smiles at $500 a smile, some of those beautiful little faces that they don't look pretty. And James, that's, that's what I want to encourage them to do, the smiles. You know, if it's, it, it's heartbreaking when we hear a child crying because they're hurting, but it's heartwarming when we see a child smile. I want to see a lot of smiles on these children's faces because they deserve to be able to smile because they can. So I hope you will reach into your heart and ask God what you can do to put some smiles on these children's faces. And I promise you, when you put a smile on those little children's faces, you put a smile on those mom and those parents and that family. And so let's do it together. Like Betty said, let's do it. Just to go to lifetoday.org and use your bank card. If you could give $1,000 for two smiles, would you do it? And I know that may be a real stretch. And then again, I know I'm talking to someone who could give several thousand dollars. And can I just say this? Thank you. Many of you, you overwhelm us. And a lot of people are leaving life outreach in their estate. There are many people right now thinking, you know what? I've got pretty big insurance policies. When I leave here, I like that money. Goes, or I've, I've accumulated some things. And I want that to go on forever in impacting lives. And you can do that. And there's information on how you can contact. And you know what we'll do? Show how to save your family a lot of money and bless you and enable you to give. But don't forget that. There's a level at which every one of you watching can give. Lifetoday.org or dial the number. Take your bank card. Use it like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. But we need you to call us and tell us you're sending it because we've got to let the missionaries know 
the shoes are on the way. They're paid for. And Betty and I can't pay for all of them. All right? We do our part. You do your part sharing God's heart. Will you do that? Lifetoday.org or dial the number. Thank you so much for the gift. We have some gifts to bless you. But boy, you're blessing people with the gift of love. And it never fails. Poverty is a killer. And because of it, children needlessly suffer. Not only from a lack of food and clean water, but also from a lack of things we take for granted, such as a healthy smile or a simple pair of shoes. Far too many children living in poverty have never owned a new pair of shoes. And while that may seem minor in light of all their needs, walking with bare feet puts them at risk of life-threatening infections and disease that could lead to crippling consequences and even death. By responding today, you can help immediately secure and begin shipping Christmas shoes to 150,000 children around the world, just in time for the holidays. Your gift of $36 will help provide 10 pairs of shoes. A gift of $72 will help provide 20 pair. And a gift of $180 will help provide 50 pairs of Christmas shoes for children in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request this beautifully crafted crystal shoe ornament, a treasure to place on your tree each holiday season. With your gift of $180 or more, you may also request this keepsake boxed set of life's Christmas shoe ornaments. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help provide over 275 pairs of shoes or two children with corrective cleft palate surgeries, and you may request our Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Betty, what do you think about all these beautiful feet and these beautiful children? I think they deserve some pretty little shoes on their feet, don't you? And it's not just to, just to give them shoes. It is to bless them. We want to bless them. But the shoes have a real important use too, James. They can protect their feet from getting cuts and bruises and also from disease. Well, we found out that hookworms actually get in the skin of their feet, just sometimes walking in dirt or sand, and then it actually ends up in their intestines, and then it can just be, it can be deadly. Let's put shoes on all these beautiful children's beautiful feet. <laughs> It'll just be such a wonderful gift to make at this time. And I hope you'll do all you can. Just give as many pairs as you can to bless as many children and their families as you can. Well, Betty and I just say thank you. I'll tell you what we'd like to do. You help us with some shoes and uh, you want this book, we'll send it to you. Say thanks. Because you've expressed love and you've healed someone's brokenness, mm -hmm. and that we'll send it to you. And let me tell you, it means a lot that you help us share God's love the way you do. And I hope you never stop. Would you say thanks to Ann Bass? Thank y'all for being here.
Are you concerned about keeping your family well-equipped to manage your resources when you pass away and leaving a lasting legacy? Contact Life Planning Services today. Tomorrow, join Sheila Walsh and founder of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston, as they share lasting truth for unanswered questions. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.